Y'all know what it is. It's time for 90s R&B University. Hey. And if, hey. <laughs> and if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention because class is now in session. Yes. <laughs> I am your principal, Professor, your Bishop B. And I'm joined by the ethereal, the first lady, Sister Shan Mary Clarence today, everybody. <laughs> What's hello, going on? Hello, hello, hello. Van Cartier. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling? I'm doing great. I am feeling good. I am vaccinated. Things are happening. Come on, Vax. Yeah, we're getting going down. It's going down. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it is definitely a good week. If you can't tell, I'm in a good mood. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, happy day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we had some great news this week. Yes, Come yes. on. Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three charges mm-hmm. in the murder of George Floyd. Mm. Yes. Just got to put a praise right there. You know, you do. I was, I was honestly, I was like prepared to be disappointed and that's terrible. I was too. I was too. I, I know I wrote an article earlier in the week and I said it felt really eerie and it just felt reminiscent of... Rodney King and how we were all anxious and waiting and wanting to know, you know, if history was going to repeat itself, and luckily it did not. Yeah. And he was found guilty. Yeah. Because if it would have come out where he was not guilty, oh gosh, history would have definitely <laughs> repeated itself. Ooh, definitely. And the streets, the block would have been hot. Too hot for me. Too hot <laughs> for me. Exactly. 1992 all over again. Mm, so mm, I, I'm mm. grateful, you know, badge or no badge, like murder is murder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to, we have to continue to hold police accountable for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, not to say all police are bad because they're not, but some, the ones that go outside of the bounds of like mm-hmm. justice, we have to speak up. And it's because of those videos and rallies and just everybody banding together uh, to, to, show what's wrong <laughs> with the system it, we yes. made, made a difference for sure so it's such an important moment and you know shed tears this week because i was really really touched <laughs> by it so same yeah. here same yeah. here yeah oh my goodness i'm, I'm grateful that's all i can say <laughs> all right the week was busy it was you were in the clubhouse I was in the club. In what was going club. down in the clubhouse? Love in the oh, clubhouse. Love in the clubhouse with Usher. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Y'all know that's my boo thing right there, Usher. <laughs> I caught the beginning of it, then I left. Yeah. The was he giving out Usher was, bucks? <laughs> he did get out some Usher bucks. What? He did. I tried to snag, but I did not make the cut. But there was a fan <laughs> in there who got her some Usher bucks. What? I've been trying yes. to get him. Yes, she did. <laughs> So what uh, else did he, he talk about? He was talking about a lot of different things, um, a lot of stuff into about investing and NFTs and all that. But then he had, you know, Jermaine Dupri and Brian Michael Cox and Diddy what? Hop on, Swiss Beats, what? you know, and they were all talking about the Confessions album. Not the new one, but the first one. And they were going through that process of how some of the songs came about. Mm. Um, you know, Sean Garrett had hopped on. And they were discussing some of the tracks that he loved and some of the ones that he didn't like. And it was, what didn't he like? It was really, really interesting. Yeah, I know he mentioned, like, in the beginning, he said he wasn't a big fan of Yeah. Really? Yeah, he said it sounded kind of like like too Michael Jackson-ish, if you want, if you want to call it. 
in the beginning before they before you know before they tweaked it and made it what it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sean Gary said he really did um, originally write that song with Michael Jackson in mind. Oh. I, I guess like, I have okay. to hear it stripped without the low jaw. Yeah, without without the freak late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. About the freak But he also <laughs> said that it was a um you know, it was a hard song from for him to sing personally because um Sean Garrett's voice is so high. Mm. So he was saying how he had to go and run on the treadmill, um and then hop in a session, you know, hop in a booth and then and then sing the song. Which <laughs> when we hear we were like we, we would never think that. Like it's no. Usher. It's Usher right, man. Yeah, Usher can on. do it all. You can sing whatever you want. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so going through um, that process and, you know, learning a little bit more um, about the deeper dive into confessions was pretty, pretty interesting. I'm love, sorry I, I missed all hear, that. Love to hear it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for confessions, too, whenever that is ready to drop. I'm, I'm excited for it. Hopefully it goes diamond, too. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I think so, as long as it has that quality music like the first one had. Oh, yes, of course. And, of course, he has those quality people working right along with him. That's right. I've been seeing a lot of them in the studio, so it's giving me hope, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Ah, well, Versus happened again this week. It went down on 420 in celebration of 420. It did. It did. It went down. Method Man and Red Man. You already started Mm -hmm. giggling, so. (laughs) What did you think of Versus? It was it was all over the place for me. I <laughs> felt like there was so much going on that I couldn't even focus. Like I couldn't even just like hone in and focus on the music. There were thousands of church announcements. <laughs> I, I, I was like after after every song there was an announcement. Oh yeah, about a and new business that they had coming business, out, a new, new t-shirt album, line, some new some weed coming some out, new socks coming out. I mean, it was everything, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a lot." I'm, I want to support black businesses, but there was a lot of businesses to support <laughs> from these two people. You just people. couldn't keep up. You could not keep up with all of them. Not but at all. To be honest, I didn't plan on like really being engaged in it. You know, mm-hmm. Method Man and Red Band, that was my brother's thing. I just happened to hear it in the other room. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there were a few songs that I knew I wanted to hear, like The Rock yeah, same here. And of course, Method Man, his catalog, You're All I Need. And those Wu Tang moments, which yeah, which was great, kept me entertained. I, I actually watched, I watched the whole thing because there was always someone coming out <laughs> that I hadn't seen in years. If it was Keith Murray, that that kept me. I was like, oh, let me yeah. stay for Keith Murray. And then RZA came out, mm-hmm. Inspector Deck, and Cool Herc, everybody. So I was like, oh, it's keeping my attention as crazy and haphazard as it was. <laughs> I was done <laughs> when Red Man was walking around with this one shoe. And let me tell you, put it on the, the shoulder. The, the, the mom in me was like earth to the nine. Because <laughs> I was like, if you don't put that shoe on your foot, that is how I felt in my spirit. I was like, put that damn shoe on and keep it moving. Oh my gosh, I, it just irritated me in a way that I don't think I've ever been irritated in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> damn, I, I, I can't just that just that one little snippet of that shoe. That was that was a wrap for me. I was done. I, I couldn't do any more after that. Red man, put your shoe back on. You pissing sand off on your foot. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, they were having a good time. They did. That, they did. <laughs> and you know, both of them are super charismatic, so mm-hmm. that kept me engaged as well. I'm just mad that they needed a break after they sang about four songs. If I that. was like, we just, I was like, it just started. What do you mean a break? Like, 
Hasn't yeah. even been 30 minutes. The Isley Brothers went about three hours before they needed a break. They did. They did. <laughs> so we have a lot to learn from our elders, clearly. But they may have needed stamina. a smoke break or something. Yeah. It was stamina. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it was a fun time. I watched way it was, more than it was I thought fun. I was going to. And versus, it was it was not a versus to me. It was just like two guys concert. hanging out. Like a little concert. It was just having fun. Having yeah, fun. having a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> so I'm not mad at it. I'm looking no, forward to all. the next one, of course, with Escape and SWV mm, yes. next month. I know I'm you're ready to get your nails I'm ready. <laughs> and your cocoa hair. <laughs> Coming through with a brand new look. That's right. <laughs> so we had a birthday, heavenly birthday this week. Mm-hmm. I'm Luther Vandross. Ooh, yes. Come on, Luther Ronzoni Vandross. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate his heavenly 70th birthday, 70 mm. years. Complete that wow. on April 20th. Uh, definitely one of my top five, if not top three favorite singers in the world like oh, one of yes. the few singers Hands to make down. me cry <laughs> for sure and you know i love i love when we get to look back at their whole like catalog and like the mm-hmm. music stations have been playing like all the music videos and yeah it, nobody sings like luther and those those background singers Whew. those background singers are ridiculous <laughs> We know Insane. like Sissy Houston and Lisa Fisher and Cindy Mizell. Just nobody sounds like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we wish Luther a happy seventieth. I know he's up there giving a concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bringing down the house, bringing down That's the heavenly right. house. <laughs> That's right. And on April twenty first, it was the five year anniversary of the pa- passing of. Prince, our musical genius, Prince oh. Rogers Nelson. It doesn't even feel like it's been five years right? already. It feels like we've kept him, we've kept him alive through playing his music and celebrating mm-hmm. him and all that. You know, uh, what's your favorite Prince song? Oh man! If you I had to so pick many. one, I have, I have so many. I mean, I love like Diamonds and Pearls and Adore, mm. but it's something about when doves cry Ooh. and. The a little break the breakdown. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that that part right there—it mm-hmm. just it gets me every time, every single time. And I used to be so mad, like on the radio stations, when a song would come on, and it will fade it out right before it gets oh. to that breakdown. And I was you gotta like, let no, it play. You gotta this let it play. Is the, this is the best <laughs> part of the song. It's just like all instruments playing, and then you have like Prince, the comic in the background doing a couple little notes here and there, but it's mainly just focused on that instrumentation, and it is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But, what about you? Oh, it's such a hard question. Uh, I'm gonna say that it is... There's two I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Immediately, I think of the beautiful ones. Mm, mm-hmm. I remember years back we had gone to um, a P- Purple Rain sing along <laughs> in <laughs> a movie sounds, theater. It was awesome. It was that, in a movie. That sounds great. Need, it was fantastic. I need to attend uh, one of these. And it was, I think it was like for the 25th anniversary of the movie or something like that. Okay. And, uh, you know, to see the movie in the movie theater with like yeah. diehard Prince fans. Everybody had their purple on. Oh, Literally, the lady next to me pulled out a tambourine in the movie what? theater. What? No <laughs> way. Like, Who brings a tambourine a to a tambourine. movie? A <laughs> tambourine. 
said but, she was ready for church. But I just remember <laughs> that part when Beautiful Ones came on, like the whole mm-hmm. audience was like crazy. singing this and do you want him? Do you want me? All that. <laughs> <laughs> and all the drama of that song. Just it always wow. makes me think of that moment. Yeah. So that is definitely one of my favorite Prince songs. And mm-hmm. then as a little kid I used to have my little my first Sony <laughs> tape box <laughs> and be playing the most beautiful girl in the world. Like that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like I had never heard anybody sing that high. <laughs> that was one of my in a aunts. song. One of my aunt's favorite songs. She used yeah. to wear that one out. She was a she was a diehard Prince fan. Like when he passed, we had to call and check up on her to make sure she was okay. Yeah, check because, on because because Prince was coming in. Well, check and on I her this it. week, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's definitely one of the greatest storytellers. Uh, pure musician. Yes, it just pure oozed artist. out of him. <laughs> he was born born to do it, called to do it. And there will never be another prince. Mm-mm. Sorry, never. Whew. Well, today we are blessed because we are going to be able to talk to one of our favorite storytellers of our mm-hmm. generation. Ooh, I'm so excited for Ooh. this. Man, it, joyful, joyful. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the clue. That's all you that's get. It. That's, all you, that's all you need to know. All that's you funny. need to know. Joyful, joyful. But there's so much more. That was just the beginning. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter extraordinaire, producer, and content creator, Ryan Toby. <laughs> What's going on, Ryan? Thank you so much. You forgot actors. You forgot actors. You got oh, well, we're going to get to that. that Wait a minute. There's so many slashes <laughs> to your name, man. It's only because I be acting a fool. That's all. <laughs> How many times do people stop you? Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it was it, at one point it was like once a day. And this was like 25 years after the movie. It was like once wow. every day. Somebody's like, yo, do I know you from somewhere? Did you go to Washington High School? Why you look so familiar? <laughs> well, we all feel like we know you because you've been a part of our household yes, forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blessing. I, I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that's a good place to start. You know, we met you in 1993 yeah. as Wesley Glenn Amal yeah. James. Movie <laughs> that touched our hearts. You know the full government name, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some I always wanted to know is what was that audition process? How did you get into the film? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, so uh, Sister Act Two, you know, let me just start off letting everybody know that was the first thing I ever auditioned for in my life. Very first wow. um, I yeah, I didn't come from like a deep acting background or entertaining background, entertainment background at all. I was just you know, regular little kid, you know, singing around the neighborhood. Mama make me sing the solo in church on Sunday, you know, singing in the school recitals and things like that, rapping with my friends. But um, I had a manager at the time who was just kind of like a neighborhood friend. Um, and his name is Marvin Thompson. And he was just like, yo, man, you really have some talent. You know, let me let me try to, you know, make some things happen with you. He had a meeting with my parents and my parents was like, look, as long as it's positive, you know, keep them from running the streets, you know, we'll let them do it. So Marvin started taking me to New York, um, which is about an hour and a half uh, north of where I grew up in Willingboro, New Jersey, okay. uh, which is about 20 minutes outside of Philly. So Marvin started taking me to New York, taking me to Philly, taking me to studios, 
uh, taking me to record companies, record labels, and just had me like singing for record labels and stuff like that, singing at the Apollo um, and different talent shows and things like that. <laughs> and uh, we were able to link up with uh, a, a executive of A&R at the time at RCA Records named Kenny Ortiz. So mm-hmm. Kenny is the guy that discovered SWV and um, the Neptunes um, and a bunch of other acts. And so Kenny took interest in me. He said, I want to develop you. you. You got something there, but it's still raw. He started working with me. Um, he sent me to, you know, w- create some demos and get some professional demos done. Um, he even sent me to a production team uh, in, in Patterson, New Jersey. And their uh, main writer who was writing my first demos was a guy named Joe, the singer mm-hmm. Joe. Wow. And this is, wow. Yeah, Not bad. That, you know <laughs> Not <I> mean? bad <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah, right. A lot of firsts in my life. A lot of firsts. So. It was like, I'm, I'm working with this this really talented writer and singer. And he's like, yeah, my name is Joe. And I got an album coming out next year. And sure enough, the following year, he was Joe. <laughs> but, um, wow. Crazy. You know, so, so as I was working uh, with Kenny uh, and working on uh, my, you know, some, some early demo stuff, Kenny mm-hmm. called my manager and told him about um, these auditions that Disney and Touchstone were having, looking for kids that could sing and dance really to be a part of this ensemble uh, choir um, for Sister Act Two. And so he told my manager about it and and they got me on the list. I didn't have an agent. I wasn't in the union, anything oh, wow. like that. I didn't even really know what an audition was, to be honest. I'd never been on one, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was petrified as you you know probably could imagine mm-hmm. um and and so I just went I just went they said listen man just go in there and just do what you do you know you're gonna read a couple lines for them you're gonna sing you know sing a song that you prepared and don't even overthink it I said okay so I went to the audition it was in New York City um and I will never forget um when when the audition was over the young lady that was filming me and recording me that day, she was recording all the auditions, mm-hmm. uh, running the audition. She started crying in the audition. <laughs> wow. When I was yeah, when I was done, when I was done singing, um, what did you like, sing? I sang. Uh, what did I say? I sang. I feel like going on. It was just mm. a song I used to sing in church. Old, okay. old you know, yeah. Song. And um, yeah, she started crying in the audition, man. And she was like, oh, my God, that voice. I got to just hug that voice. So this lady is hugging me and crying. And this is my first audition. So I'm wow. like, this, this how it goes in Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, that that one, that first audition led to a callback, which led to about, man, like seven callbacks. I think it was like a total wow. of eight auditions I had because they were, you know, they started, <clears throat> as you can imagine, with a big group of uh, kids auditioning, mm-hmm. and then they kept narrowing it down, narrowing it down there, and it came down to like me and one other guy, um, one other kid named uh, Chaz Wilson, who's actually a really good friend of mine to this day, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it came down to he, he and I, and 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 I got the part, you know, incredible. Wow, wow. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Yeah, <laughs> and and we know that that. Led to you joining the prize-winning St. Francis Academy Choir <laughs> that we all know yeah. and love. Yes. 
And and what an amazing yeah. choir it was. Yeah. You know, I just look back at that movie and you notice so many people that this mm-hmm. just was a blessing for, you know, from Monica Calhoun Absolutely. to Jennifer Love Hewitt and yes. <laughs> of course Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah. Of course. Tanya Blount. <laughs> Tanya Blount. Yeah, everybody was singing. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you didn't know it was gonna be the big cult following that it turned out to be. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> had no idea had no idea I mean it was my first time I was so green uh obviously my first time acting my first mm-hmm. time in LA my first time in Hollywood my first time on a movie set I was like I mean all those uh the, that that shy role the you know the wide-eyed petrified yeah. look on my face in the film that everybody's like oh my god I love how you know you play it so shy and, but then you busted out I was like no that was real I was you weren't so playing like, you weren't playing not at all huh I, hell no man no I was not the seasoned actor <laughs> you know what I'm saying I was just you know I was just a 15 year old kid from Willingboro New Jersey that mm-hmm. you know just got a shot and um and just basically didn't want to mess it up <laughs> i hear that yeah you know so, yeah. well that was gold i mean it had all of us i can't think of anybody who didn't try the notes that you hit <laughs> <laughs> once they got left the theater or saw it on television so you inspired us all with your personality <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and that voice <laughs> So, you know, you pen for, of course, uh, you pen for so many artists, you know, Mm -hmm. through the course of your career from Usher to Mary J. Blige and Chris Brown and Tyrese, Monica, list can go on and on. Who were your musical influences when you were growing up? Oh, man, that's easy. That's going to be, you know, Prince, hands down, Michael Jackson, of Mm -hmm. course, Stevie Wonder, of course. Um, and then I uh, grew up on a ton of gospel music, obviously, you know, growing up in the church mm-hmm. from that, mm-hmm. that gospel background. And then um, as I started to get older, I mean, it was and, and it, it was the, the Donnie Hathaways, um, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. Stevie Wonders and, and the Nina Simones and all of that. And I mean, and just throughout my life in general, growing up in the 80s and 90s, um, it was hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. big time. I mean, rap music was, you know, the new hot thing. So. You know, I was singing and rapping and beatboxing, getting kicked out of class for, you know, beatboxing <laughs> and banging on the desk and rapping and all of that, you know. So yeah. even, I mean, uh, what was it, the, the role in Sister Act came uh, quite naturally because that was the life I lived, you know, singing mm. in school, rapping, beatboxing, battling each other and doing all of that type of stuff. So it came really, really natural, but it, it, it was honest. And I think that's what they wanted in the film. Mm-hmm. They wanted like, you know, new faces that could bring, bring, pull it off authentically. And you know what I mean? And that was the culture. That was the life in the eighties and nineties, you know what I mean? Singing and rapping and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I wasn't playing football. My mom was late. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Jersey of that time. I mean, I think all the, the amazing people that came out right. of Jersey mm-hmm. in the early 90s, for sure. Yeah, it yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to talk about Big Oily Style. And Will Smith's Ooh. solo debut album was such like a landmark moment for you. What did the collaborative process teach you about building the song? Um, you know, Will, Will taught me... He taught me about storytelling in mm-hmm. songs. He taught me about, you know, using my wit in songs. Um, he taught me about, you know, he said, man, you know, you 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 write write music for the for the smart people and let mm-hmm. let the stupid people catch up. You know what I mean? That was like a piece of advice he gave me. I mean, but it was always, you know, it's also too about keeping it simple. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want to write so far over people's heads that nobody can follow, you know? So he was like, listen, write smart and then let the not so smart people, but make it easy enough for the not so smart people <laughs> to follow along. Yeah, that makes sense. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I learned, I learned that from Will and from that process. And then I just also learned too, just from being around him, he was such a mega star at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my first time flying on a private jet was with Will and, you wow. know, staying at his house and hanging out wow. with him and his 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 new young girlfriend Jada, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. that worked like out. That was, <laughs> yeah, like it just was. It just was just seeing life on that level mm-hmm. just uh, taught me to dream big, think big. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, um, and go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. You know, I think about, I had the opportunity to see you um, and City High perform at the Apollo years, oh, years wow. ago <laughs> wow. when they were wow. filming the, the show. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the, the music was, it was intense, the, the subject matter, mm-hmm. you know, but over mm-hmm. these radio friendly beats, so we're dancing and we're like, oh, wait, this is actually really. There's a lot going on here. Stop it, like, wait a minute. Absolutely. <laughs> was that a conscious yeah, choice absolutely. that you made in, in the music for, for city high yeah 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 it was it was Mm. it was um you know because when we were forming the group the early uh the beginnings of the group it was just trying to figure out what the sound was going to be and what we wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about and I think just at that time in my life I might have gone through a breakup I think yeah I definitely I went through a breakup Mm -hmm. like an early breakup in your early 20s so it was just like ah I don't want (laughs) to sing no love songs I hate love like you know I understand yeah I wanted to sing about the the other side of love you know Mm -hmm. what I mean just the other side of life that isn't just all you know you and me, girl, forever together, and you know we're gonna make love, and you know what R and B is typically yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, touch on subjects that people weren't necessarily touching on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was, I grew up on, you know, Tupac, Brenda's got a baby, and Dear yeah. Mama. You know, just songs about other things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that was definitely a conscious decision, just to want to talk about some other stuff, and then naturally, because we were just so young, and we were. You know, we were we 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 knew what was cool and we had our finger on the pulse of what was popping in the streets and whatnot. So we wanted to make the song, you know, some people can dance to, obviously, yeah. you know, what I mean? and make it feel good. We wanted to feel good. But content wise, we honestly didn't really overthink it. It was just like this is the beat. The beat feels good. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about this. And it just we just mashed it together. We didn't even question whether or not it would work or we didn't even care. We were too young to care. You know, that was just that reckless abandon. Like, oh, we're just going to do what we want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but it was great. It gave the younger generation something to think about in the, mm-hmm. in the lyrics. Uh, yeah. Content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it goes back to, you know, the influences that you laid out. They were storytellers. You know, and Absolutely. that's Absolutely. what you delivered to us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to talk about Billy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you uh, you linked up, obviously, with uh, Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're 20 minutes away from Philly, so easy, yeah. easy to get to. Uh, yep. You were present for quite an ex- exciting time in soul music, that that second wave of neo-soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that ex- experience influence you and shift your sound a bit? Uh, that was an amazing experience, man. Jeff was so instrumental and influential in the development of so many careers um he he you know he opened his doors to 
to just young creatives and allowed us to come in there and hone our skills and our craft and learn from a Grammy award-winning, you know, number one hit TV show producing, you know, uh, savant like Jazzy Jeff. I mean, you know, one of the greatest DJs of all time. I mean, and he just, he had this million dollar studio that he just allowed us to come in there and rock out and learn how to make records and learn how to, how to, how to crack sound, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and I just, I'm so appreciative to Jeff for what he's done. And then the, the level of talent that was just hanging around and coming around. I mean, the studio, that was our clubhouse, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, the young Jill Scott's, the young music soul child's, the young Glenn Lewis's young mm-hmm. poetry. I mean, wow. oh my God, wow. Kenny Lattimore. And just, I mean, I could just go on and on and on. Boys, the men, there's so many that, came through Jeff's doors, you know, at, at a young, impressionable age. And um, and we just all learned how to be dope, <laughs> and, 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 you know, under Jeff's roof. So yeah. I'm just really, really thankful. Yeah. And also, I know it uh, created a relationship with you and Trey and Vidal as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are my brothers, man. We go back, we go back whew, to 1997. Wow. Oh my wow. God. It's been a long time. I actually I actually was I dropped out of school out of college I was going to Grambling Mm -hmm. and uh which was really just a bad move for somebody like me anyway because I wasn't you know scholastically uh (laughs) 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 I wasn't uh how you could say academically uh inclined like yeah I I was smart I was smart as all, all all heck but just you know I had that artistic mind mm, um, yeah. that just wouldn't be still and just wouldn't you know color in the within the lines so I, I wanted to go to college just because I thought that's what you're supposed to do you know mm-hmm. and all my friends were going to college you know senior year oh what school are you going to what school are you going to so I'm like oh, man I gotta figure out you know what school I'm gonna go to yeah. so I applied, yeah. applied to Grambling and I started going and while I was there like Dre and Vidal were sending me beat and like yo man check out this new beat we're working at jazzy jeff's studio he's mm. got all this dope equipment it's um he's like you know they're like yo man you should come home you should you know what are you in college for you know what i mean like, pressure the pressure <laughs> yeah. yeah so so i i you know i i called my mom and dad and just told them like hey man this isn't for me and i think i could just do much better with my life if I came home and applied myself in the music studio, you know, and just do what I'm good at. And my parents were, you know, they, they were understanding. And so, and, and at that time of my life, I had been making, I already started making money. So, you know, it's not like they were spending their money on school. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay. <laughs> so, um, they allowed me to come back and I came home and started rocking out in the studio with Jeff and it just, it just took off. Wow. Absolutely. You were already in. (laughs) You are. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just want to dive into this confessions era. I mean, Mm -hmm. Japan, of course, caught up. Follow me. The iconic superstar was challenged, was just sweeping the internet. Yeah. How does it feel to hear new singers discover and attempt to sing something that you created? Oh my gosh, it feels surreal. It it feels um it's like just when I thought you know it's like it's like just when when sometimes it it'll feel like the any the attention around my celebrity may start mm-hmm. to fade. 
yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. And there'll just be these moments where it'll kind of be like, you know, like it'll get kind of quiet, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of living my life. I'm behind the scenes. I'm doing my thing. Da, da, da. And then Sister Act will, st- will play for like, you know, four <laughs> weeks straight. Oh yeah, holiday season or something like that. It, it literally go. used to come on every weekend, like clockwork. Right, right. And, and 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 then and then like, boom! Like I'm back in the forefront. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or 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 then it'll kind of like die down, fade or whatever, whatever. And mm-hmm. then this, this superstar challenge goes crazy on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody, my DMs are going crazy. Followers. <laughs> and and then it's like I'm back. You know, so this kind of roller coaster has been going on for. You know, wow. and all I can say is every time the pendulum swings back mm-hmm. my way and people are giving me love for what I've done, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's the same. It's like reliving the hype, the rush of it over mm-hmm. and over and over again. It's like, oh, my God, that's right. I was, I'm in a movie. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. oh, my God, that's right. I did write. I, did, I wrote a song. So it's like the very first time I remember, you know, when the song came out on the mm-hmm. album. Um, that first feeling of like, oh my God, the song, you know, I got a song on Usher, blah, 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 blah. Like, I get that again. It's like, yeah. it comes back yeah. again. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I did a song on Usher. Oh shit, this is, this, I need to call, <laughs> call my family and let them know. Like, <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Ryan. I am personally mad at you mm. because, okay. because once again, you have people who don't have the range out here. <laughs> trying to make it work <laughs> trying to make it work because when when i see you do it you do it so effortlessly mm-hmm. that it inspires oh. other people <laughs> to learn new things about themselves including myself yes. you know, but- try, you know we, we, we tried it. it it did not work out you gotta way. you gotta see if you could do it before you hit record you gotta see if you can do it <laughs> it's all about you know inspiration and motivation man you know what i mean and listen if i can inspire you to at least shoot for the stars you at least gotta shoot your shot now you gotta <laughs> we tried it and we missed we missed i learned that, that i won't be releasing the album in 2021 okay. oh no, no, no. okay no. we're gonna push it back no, don't work. Don't work it back. On it. Uh, that's cool that's cool it's shelved <laughs> <laughs> oh wow all right, so now we're gonna get into some songwriting. You know, our listeners—they're fans, but they go deep <laughs> into the music, so they already know about you. And and we just wanted to dig into your songwriting. Yes. You know, you're you're a master at tailoring a song to an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any songs that you've written that related to your own personal experiences that you can share? Um, I mean, yeah, we can we can really start with um, the Usher album, mm-hmm. the Caught Up. Um, you know, mm. I'm the kind of brother who been doing it my way, in my way for years in my career. That was about me. I was writing oh. about myself. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, and and at the time, um, that was when I, you know, was uh dating um Claudette from mm-hmm. City High. So mm-hmm. and I was talking about, you know, um this girl that out of all the girls I've ever, you know, me dealt it's like, yo, this is the first girl that really got me like, you know like stuck like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. really like oh really caught up so I was kind of writing that song from my a personal perspective and mm-hmm. you know I mean honestly Usher didn't even like that song when he first heard it he was wow. like I don't, I don't want to sing that <laughs> wow. it took us it took us like yeah it took us a while to get to get him and to coax him into recording it 
And once he recorded it, he loved it. But man, it was hard getting him to record it. He was not feeling that record at all. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then how, how was his response to Follow Me? I know that that was originally someone else's uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come Follow Me. We originally wrote that for Mario mm-hmm. and um Mario he he really he really like bodied that song actually he loved that record um but his team uh his management team and folks at the label they didn't they wasn't feeling it for him so mm-hmm. you know what I mean so we like kind of made some adjustments to it and um and I played you know I played the original <clears throat> reference vocal that I recorded I played mm-hmm. that for Usher and he loved it you know what I mean so yeah that's awesome. Was was there a song that you wrote that you were surprised became a hit? Surprised what? That you became that became a, that a became massive a hit. hit. Uh, the City High. What would you do? I didn't mm. expect that record oh. to blow up like that. Wow. I didn't expect that record to blow up like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I knew we we were trying to make something cool, and we were trying to make something great i mean you always mm-hmm. go in the studio trying you want to do your best you shoot for the stars you know what i mean but um i had no idea that that record was going to take off like that wow yeah. i loved it <laughs> <laughs> what would you say would be the most difficult song you had to write difficult in what way that was just hard for you to paint like me have started it and it maybe it wasn't sounding right or sounding how you wanted it to and just kind of had to have a lot of revisions before it became to what you wanted it to be um thank god i haven't really had that experience mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't had an experience of um anything well I, let me let me clarify i definitely had the experience of songs being difficult to write you know mm-hmm. i've had that experience but usually those songs don't necessarily come out and blow up you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so i haven't had the experience of something being really tough we had to work on it work on it work on it and then it finally was released and it took over the world I, i've never had that experience most of the songs that i've done that have become uh that have gotten like you know global recognition have mm-hmm. come pretty easily you know what i mean they came they came fairly easy um that was you know that's kind of like how i judge it too like if i gotta work too hard on a song mm-hmm. i start i'm like is this is this God writing it or is it me writing it? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I try to, I try to just do my best to um, tap into that, that other, that other, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and allow to, and allow that to write the song versus oh, me sit down and write. Yeah. Cause I, and I know the difference. It's a feel, it don't feel right. It feels mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. it feels for, it's like, it's like, you know, the difference between having natural chemistry with somebody or you trying to force a relationship. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Um, and so yeah, I've learned the difference. And I and when I start feeling like it's being forced and I feel like I'm doing too much or I'm in the way or it's just not flowing, mm-hmm. I usually I, I let it go. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I walk away. Awesome. I hear that. I hear mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So we we gonna fast forward to okay. March 2020, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. S- some people felt creatively stifled during the pandemic, yeah. but not, yeah. not Ryan Toby. <laughs> uh, you delivered songs for the lockdown. Yes. yes sir. 10 albums in 10 weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> and I listened to every single one. I was so excited. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. 
what was what was the key to your commitment and con- and consistency to release mm-hmm. every single week? Some not just a song, but the whole body of work. <laughs> um, it it well, it started off honestly out of just like boredom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like you know, like okay, so like when the lockdown really got real, and it was like, oh, so wait, we like got to stay inside, 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 like can't go outside at all. Like, yeah, like, what's happening? <laughs> so when, when when it really got real and, and life shut down and got mm-hmm. scary for everybody for a second, I was just like, all right, well, what else is there to do? Yeah. And um, so so I, I it started off as me saying, all right, I, I think I'm gonna drop a drop a record. Like, I mean, what better time to put music out than while everybody's stuck at home on their phone streaming music? <laughs> So, so I was like, all right, let me, let me release a song. So I was going through some songs that I had. Um, Cause you know, I just got a ton of music unreleased mm-hmm. sitting on a hard drive. So I was going to release this one song and I was going to call the song a song for the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was like, well, why would I put out one? Maybe I put out, you know, a whole album. And so I put together some new songs and grab some other stuff from the hard drive, from the stash, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and then I said, I'll just call the album Songs for the Lockdown. So I dropped that, uh, I think it was April 3rd or April 4th of 2020. And then um, and then I, I, it was like, it was coming, it was coming around to that next week. And I was like, and I was looking at all this, cause mind you, I'm, I'm li- now I'm in the world of looking at all my songs and like, mm-hmm. and I'm creating new songs all the time. So I'm just like, man, I got, I should put out another album this Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody will be expecting that. So I put out volume two. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was like a, a buddy of mine that was just like, oh, oh, you just gonna double up on them like that, bro? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I bet you can't do three. And mm, so when, when he said that, I was challenge. Like, was like, yeah, light bulb went off. And then it was like, it was off to the races, three, mm. four, five, you know, and I just wanted to see, I just wanted to kind of like outdo myself, impress myself really. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to motivate, you know, uh, be an inspiration to other creatives, like my friends in my, you know, network of, of, of writers and producers and singers like yo man put some music out right now like what's up I got an album you got an album like you know what I mean and um because you know at that time I don't know about you but like my friends and I were doing stuff like you know posting videos of, of, of me doing push-ups and, and challenges yeah. my else yeah. and all that type of stuff yeah so so we were doing these like little challenges back and mm-hmm. forth so I was like well what's up with the music I got an album, you got an album, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, so it kind of started like that. And then it just took on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is amazing body of work. And it's not just it quantity, is. it is quality. It is good quality. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, Thank you so much. Incredible, incredible music. I know for myself personally, read this letter is like one of my favorites. Oh, thank you so that is, much. That's, well, that's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. when I heard it, instant repeat. Like, yeah. just instantly repeat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you know, Shan were like, which one do you like? <laughs> <laughs> 2008. Really? I this letter in 2008. Yep. Wow. And there was a couple songs on there all the way back to 2003. Wow. And so I was really, I was really shocked, like, as because as I'm pulling certain songs, like, you know, out of the stash and dusting mm-hmm. them off, if you will, it was like, 
yo, this shit's still a bop. Like, hold up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, definitely. But I, you know, like some of them needed a little, little, little refurbishing mm-hmm. and a little, 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 little dust off, little gloss, but a lot of them didn't. And I was just like so mind blown um, because, you know, a, a, as a creative in this industry, we live under the constant pressure of it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you drop a hit record, it's like, yeah, but what have you done lately? So yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? You're, you're constantly in this state of like, I got to do better. 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 Mm-hmm. And like years will go by and you won't realize that you've accumulated 10 albums worth of music yeah. that yeah. super good because all you're ever trying to do is top the last thing you did. Yeah. 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 So Ooh. it's like, a better song gets beat by a better song, mm-hmm. by a better song, by a better song, by the right. And and then you're making music every day currently. Yeah. So I was like, it was a it was very therapeutic for me to do that as a creative because it helped me to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. It helped me to know my worth. It helped me to value myself. It helped me to see myself and like, oh, you're good at this shit, bro. You do this. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and, and like I said, I really had a spirit of wanting to inspire the young writers that look up to me, the young, mm-hmm. you know, creatives that I mentor. I wanted to just like show them the way of like, yo, you got to believe in yourself, bro. Put that shit out. Man. Yeah. Like, don't wait. You know what I mean? Forget all that. It ain't good enough. It ain't good enough. It ain't good mm-hmm. enough. That's that industry shit that keeps you, you yeah. know, this is how they're able to lowball you on your value. Cause it's like, oh yeah, it's okay, but it still ain't good enough. Yeah. So we'll only give you X amount of dollars. They're never going to give you your worth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to encourage yourself. You have to release the music, build up yourself. So you know your worth. So, you know, and I really, I really wanted to show people that. Absolutely. So we wanted now to talk to you about some of our favorite songs Mm -hmm. and talk about the process Uh. I'm going to let Shane go because she's actually really excited about <laughs> this. <laughs> okay, so my, my first song is going to be Usher, Tell Me, off the yeah. Hard to Love album. Mm-hmm. How did that song come about? Because when you're listening to it, there are just so many different elements um, that go, that you know, that went into that song. So if you're listening to it for the first time, you may miss a lot of the different pieces. So what was okay. the process like um, behind creating that song? Um, that song was created, actually, I had Beyonce in mind when I wrote that song. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just was trying to think of like, you know, giving, giving B like, just like that, that bedroom banger, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, some young, uh, producers that I work with out of New Jersey, um, they trade drums. Um, he sent me this track. And I love the track, but the track was sh- it was short. Mm. So I loaded it up in my Pro Tools and I copy pasted it. And I just copy pasted it for, for like eight minutes just to give me a chance to just vibe and feel yeah. out what I wanted to do. And um, I just wanted it to be full of like these lush harmonies, mm-hmm. backgrounds, and just like just create this world of sound, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just let the beat kind of just 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 rock underneath it. And um and I sang it like in my real real high falsetto, you know. In your rooms, while the thunder is roaring and the wind is blowing, cause I'm throwing it pouring the night. Make me so happy right now. You know, you made Shan's life. It made my day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
know, so so um, I was I was thinking about just singing in this like really vulnerable, high feathery, in, angelic type of tone mm-hmm. because that, I was thinking, man, I would love to hear Beyonce sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so crafted the song um, in my in my home studio, and then um, I just kind of had it, and I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how to get it to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so um, just trying to work my angles and make calls or whatever and get it to Beyonce. And mind you, time is going on, like months are yeah. going by. And um, I even let uh, a couple of uh, females record it just so I can hear some mm-hmm. female on it. I was working with I was working with different females at the time. B. Bozeman, a really, really talented vocalist. Mm-hmm. Oh, right yeah. here. Incredible. I was working with at the time. So I let her record it. She really loved it and wanted it. I think I... Um, this other girl named Kasha that I was working with at the time, she, this independent artist, she recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I had a couple of females recorded because I was just like, I wanted to just hear, Yeah, you know, I'm still trying to, really trying to get it to Beyonce, but it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to hear this different females on it. So I think, um, yeah, I was at the studio with Usher one night just hanging out and he was playing me songs off of... Uh, off of this was like the one of the first versions of the mm-hmm. Hard to Love album. And he was like, yeah, man, I want you to come hear the songs for the album. So he's playing. And we were just hanging out all night in the studio, one of those typical late night studio nights. And um, it was like five in the morning. Wow. Uh, he, I think he might have even been asleep. I was like, yo, let me play you some some stuff before I leave. So, mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, cool. So I played him a bunch of ideas that I did for him. And then, like, the, that song started playing, like, on its own, mm-hmm. kind of mistakenly off my phone. And he was like, what's that? I stopped it. And he was like, what's that? I was like, oh, it's just this idea that I did for B. He was like, let me hear it. And I played it for him. And he was like, yo, I need that. And I was like, you sure? Like, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, bro, I need that. Like, we could just wow. make a couple, a couple little lyric changes. He was like, and I got to have it. So I left him a copy of it. And that was that. And I think another two months went by mm-hmm. before he, before he texted me and was like, yo, is this song still available? I was like, yeah. And, um, and then, then we went in the studio and we, we rewrote it, rewrote a couple of lines and, you know, made it tailored for him a little more. And then he, yeah, he recorded it. Wow. That's incredible. Was that like a hard song um, for you guys to sing? Cause it, it seemed like it's really challenging to really hit those notes. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it wasn't hard for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, now you're, you're right. a pro, you're a pro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was just a nudge. I think it just was a Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just another Tuesday for me, but um, <laughs> no, um, it was, and it really wasn't that hard. It wasn't hard for Usher. I mean, we talking mm-hmm. about Usher Raymond now. Yeah, yeah Usher true. Raymond, yeah, true. You know what I mean? So, so you know, that boy, that boy go. He, mm-hmm. he can go, he for real. So, so nah, I mean, you know, I think, and I think he was, he was uh, excited about the challenge. He was like, no, I want to, I want to, you know, I ain't never really do nothing like that. So he was up for the challenge and uh, it didn't take him long. Didn't take him long at all. I think we recorded that in Vegas. Yeah, we recorded it in Vegas and it didn't take him long at all. Wow. 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 Mm -hmm. Incredible. (laughs) Well, one of my one of my favorites that I do have to ask you about because I've always wondered for the last sixteen years uh, <laughs> is uh, Brian McKnight, grown man business. Mm. Oh this wow! Was, yeah, this is one. <laughs> I, I when I heard it, I ran to the CD booklet 
And I was like, who is this on here? Who wrote this? Who's singing on the background and showing oh, if wow. it was Ryan? So you had to know. <laughs> wow. Dang. Wow. You went, you went, you really went there. It's one of my jams. Um, one of my jams. It was such a different wow, sound wow, for that's, him. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's what's up. That was um so during that time, I was doing a lot of work with my big brothers uh and my mentors, Tony Pope from Trackmasters. Mm-hmm. And you know. Trackmasters are legends. They produced everything for everybody in the oh, yeah. 90s, early 2000s. Um, and yeah, I was rocking out with them quite heavily during that time. We were working on a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, they they hit me up like, yo, you want to come do this, this, this Brian McKnight session? And I was like, sure. Well, no, I think yeah, they said we got we 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 got some Brian McKnight sessions coming up. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we need some songs for him. And I remember, you know, that was just like one of the joints we crafted for him. And uh, that was my first time meeting Mr. McKnight. And uh, my first time uh, learning very quickly that, you know, Brian McKnight is is not to be vocal coached. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you just press record and you, and you have a seat. And uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need any coaching. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't like you stopping it, telling him one more time. Uh, okay. He's like, hey, you run it from the top and, and, and relax. <laughs> okay. well, all right all now. Right. Well, you're telling yes. us a lot, Ryan. You're telling us yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and not, 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 in, not, not, in a, not in a cocky, I'm not just no. way at all, just in mm-hmm. a very, grown man business um, <laughs> exactly. I, you know i am who i am but he is who he is type mm-hmm. of way you feel me yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, and and so i quickly digress and just uh enjoyed the show <laughs> <laughs> well the final product i i love it it's still one of my favorites i was just not absolutely. rocking to it last week so yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> absolutely Wow. So you were also recently a part of Luke James' Grammy-nominated album. Yeah. Wow. My little brother. So proud of him. <laughs> I was just I was just with him this weekend in Chicago. We started oh, wow. uh, started the new album in Chicago while he's out there shooting the shy. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he hit me up like, yeah, big bro, you want you know come to Chicago and let's 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 get this thing going. So I flew out there um, last Friday. I just got back yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And you were like all over, of course, all over that album. <laughs> but one yeah. song in particular for me that I love is Lambo. And it's just yeah. this simplicity yeah. that I love about that song. What was the process of creating that? Yeah, that that's he and I's, uh, Luke and I's favorite as well. That mm-hmm. process was no lie like it like Luke is the type kind of similar to a Brian McKnight like when you're dealing with extremely talented vocalists like mm-hmm. beyond talent that other kind of talent yeah they usually they usually like to just be let free mm-hmm. and let them do what they do and then you have to strategically know how to insert your mm-hmm. you know uh interject it, you know what i mean and like yeah. it's like double dutch you kind of gotta like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait for the right moment to say oh bro that's fire let's let's um 
let's let's loop that or mm -hmm. you should say that again or you know because um luke is the type he's like an artist an artist's artist like mm -hmm. he, he's all about the vibe and the feeling and really creating the mood he's he's a an extremely talented live performer so mm -hmm. he wants to create the live experience of like you know how when it's live you know you just got the girl screaming you you might stop the band you might hit a high note you might <laughs> step off the mic for a minute yeah you might do a spin you might rip the shirt open you know you might <laughs> fall down to your are we doing spins in the studio in the studio doing spins in the studio listen listen he is all about it so I think, um, yeah, we were at his house in Atlanta mm -hmm. and um, had like, he just had the studio uh, set up just right in his living room. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so where most people like, you know, most artists will go in the studio and like go in the recording booth mm -hmm. and record. Luke wants to just sing right there in the living room, just give him a microphone <laughs> and with the speakers blasting and everything, no headphones, no nothing. Just he just wants just to, go. He, <laughs> he wants to perform. He's right. Yeah. Perform. So, you know, being in the studio and the recording booth in the box and singing is a little, is too like rigid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, constrictive to him. He wants to, he wants to feel like he's on stage and singing for thousands of girls. So, um, so he's just like walking around his living room with his, his microphone, with his long cable. He's literally walking around the living room. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to, I don't want to stop the music. I don't want to yeah. mess up the vibe. So and, and then I didn't want it, but you know, you're trying to get a quality sound and like, mm -hmm. yo, yeah. It, but it's like, so I had to just let him go. And, mm -hmm. and he, I think he might, he was just humming the melody. And then I said, Oh, I said, it sound, sound like you said, if you love me, why don't you love me? And, he, and then he's like looking at me like, okay, okay, okay. If you love me, why don't you love me? You should love me like I love you. And then I'm like, oh, say if you need me. And he's like, if you need me, why don't you need me? And like literally, wow. it like that. Yeah, it was like an impromptu in the moment. And then once we like got the idea and then I started, and then like when he like took a break, Mm -hmm. Then I just grabbed the microphone, put my headphones on, and then I started recording all the, yeah. all the backgrounds. Okay, yeah. hey, you need like those old school yes. temptations, yes. Oh, yeah. all of that. Background, I'll be the back. I'm the fifth. You know what I mean? You're the fifth. You bubba. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I just recorded all those backgrounds, and then when he heard all the backgrounds I recorded, he was like, "Oh my god, bro, I love that." And we just kind of kept building it like that, and then once we mm -hmm. got it to a place of where it was sounding like something and making yeah. sense then like over time uh we might have came back to that song like two or three or four times and like then we fine-tuned it mm -hmm. made it right and you know what I mean yeah so that was song with pure vibe that song was pure energy no <laughs> speakers blasting into the microphone no headphones walking wow. around the living room he was laying on the floor at one point <laughs> like you know <laughs> And I just was there to record it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Singing in the background. There you go. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> All of the background. Yeah. <laughs> no, Luke is so refreshing because he it yes. just happens organically. You know, super mm -hmm. organic. He's all, yeah. If it ain't organic, he doesn't want it. Trust me, mm -hmm. I've, I've learned the hard way with him. I'll have songs, you know, that I've 
crafted and created and recorded, you know, and I'll play them and like, yo, man, this is dope. You should record it. And it's like, uh-uh, he, you, he, he needs to, he needs to be able to just grab paint and just start throwing, just mm. throwing it everywhere. He don't come at him <laughs> with no picture. He don't want to buy no picture. No, no picture. Bring him paint. Don't even bring him no brush. Bring him paint. Right in the hand. And let just him scoop it. his hand in the right. paint and just start throwing just it. Toss it. <laughs> But it always lands the right way. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Absolutely. I love him for that. I love him for that because it, it, it reminds me. Because you know, I'm I've been in the industry. I've been, you know, I, it's the music business. Mm-hmm. And and when you've been in the business so long, you can you can lose sight of the music. You know, mm-hmm. and, it can, and and it can become. A, I mean, this is how I make my money. So it's like yeah. it can become about oh, and record labels. You know. They want they want the hit. They want the money. They want the, mm-hmm. you know, the number one. They want the numbers. So it's like you get in this rhythm of like, okay, I gotta make a hit. I gotta, you know what I mean. So when I work with somebody like a Luke, who's like, man, fuck all that. It's about the vibe. It's the energy. <laughs> it's the soul. It's the sex. It's just the lie of it all. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it it, it snaps me back. So it's mm. a, it's a good balance for me. Yeah. That's awesome. So, like, so awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, 90s R&B University, we are mm-hmm. dealing with, this is like a masterclass for our listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. So in, in talking about your songwriting and how, how much we love this thing called 90s R&B, we have to ask, you know, if there was a song from the 90s mm-hmm. that you wish you could have been a part of or written, what would that have been? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I just gotta say it, I mean, barring the scandal anything r kelly shit. Anything. Mm, yeah I, I mean like it's I that storytelling <laughs> definitely like, i believe i can fly when a woman's fed up i mean mm-hmm. like come on man i wish you know what i mean i wish oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> like, yeah but like no nah, i mean i i i wish i i man could have crafted some ideas like the way that brother i mean this his talent is one thing everything else is another thing and mm-hmm. i don't yeah I don't even want to get into it, but you know, just just musically speaking, um, mm-hmm. musically, I wish I could have crafted that. Anything Jodeci, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's your group. Um, That's your group. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a big time, big time Jodeci fan, the biggest Jodeci fan. Um, so you know, meeting Devonte was like. <laughs> I fan girl like a monument. I'm still embarrassed to this day for that one, boy. Like, I could have uh, held it. I could have held it together a little better than that. Like, uh, he's he's worthy to be praised. He is. He is. Oh, man. Well, Ryan, you owe us nothing. But we have to ask, what's next for mm-hmm. you? Oh wow, um, I'm I'm really excited. I have like, oh my god, I have like four albums done and wow. ready to go that I'm really sitting on. I was really gonna keep going with Lockdown 11, mm-hmm. 12. But I was gonna keep going, but then after ten, I was like, all right, I'm tired of being locked down. Like I want to go outside. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? definitely. So, so I just uh, I took a break from that, but. Um, and then I also, you know, I did a Christmas album last year, which was mm-hmm. like my first, right. my first stab at trying to make a Christmas album. That was really fun. And um, but yeah, I had four albums that are like done. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been creating new music 
uh every day i'm working on usher's new album mm -hmm. we just did like a few new songs for his new album that i really fire i'm excited about just started on luke's album over the weekend um there's a couple new artists that um i'm working with that are you know looking like they're gonna be something big um mm -hmm. signing record deals so i'm excited about that and let's see anything else anything else anything else um, I mean, I'm excited to get back into the film space and okay. the uh, television space. Uh, some people have been hitting me up about like some really cool independent movie ideas that they want me to be a part of. So I'm excited to, you know, explore that. Um, exploring just like more of the uh, content creation, the YouTube mm -hmm. space, because, you know, you really don't have to wait for Hollywood. Really, you can shoot a no, movie. You create your own. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking to do that um and yeah just kind of stay active all the way around I mean I'm at this stage in phase of my life um I've been in the game almost 30 years now wow. I, think, I think this November will be 30 years wow. that I've been I've been at this um, so so I'm it's like and I've and I've seen the highest heights um and the lowest lows mm -hmm. and it's like now it's just about even just mm -hmm. being like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know what yeah. I mean I just want to be happy healthy um and just be the best version of myself that I could be oh absolutely yeah. yeah well we will be there for every step you take to yes, support you definitely. I, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate y'all thank y'all yeah. for having me and we can't wait to hear the songs of freedom not the songs of lockdown <laughs> songs of freedom <laughs> you like that you like, you like that. that all right put me in the line of notes <laughs> real, right. tiny. real tiny real tiny real tiny real tiny, real tiny. Glass. Glass. <laughs> oh get a magnifying glass <laughs> right thank you so much yeah. this has been thank a you. joy <laughs> thank you yes it has thank you so much thank you for having me on your platform y'all thank you always thank you so much and we'll speak to you soon yes absolutely god bless y'all be safe for you you too have a great all right. one all right all right what an incredible incredible Ooh. interview that's a cool dude right there he is so cool <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah. super amazing I, I learned so much. I'm I'm full right now. Like I don't have much to say <laughs> to anybody. I hope that the Z Hive got as much out of it as we did. Yes, because I was over here living my best life. Let we'll you know I, right now, living I saw my you. best I saw you. life. I was like, yeah. got to hear you some Luke James and everything. And a little bit usher, usher. So you know, you know those are my guys right there. So I was in heaven. In this heaven. Was, this was a song for you. <laughs> Taylor Lane, Taylor Lane. All right, well, Z Hive, we we gotta go because I'm full. I'm about mm. to go listen to some some Usher and listen to some Luke James and my the, Ryan Toby. Yeah, yeah, get my city high, CD high, all that, <laughs> <laughs> all that. Uh, but before we go, you know mm -hmm. what you gotta do. You gotta follow us uh, on Instagram at '90s RNB University. Yes. And always we gotta show love to Hello Zumble. So mm -hmm. please follow them as well. And always, 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 when you don't hear from us on Fridays, check us throughout the week at www.hellozumble.com. Yes. 
We got some great articles happening over there from myself, from Shane, from Ooh. Kevin Jr., from the whole squad, from mm-hmm. Zumble. All right, so check for it. We this was great. This was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Well, we we gonna cut out of here uh, and <laughs> enjoy your week, everybody. We love mm-hmm. you, love you, love you for listening. Yes. You know who it is. It's your boy, the Professor B. Shan, your first lady. That's who she is. Uh, <laughs> Shan I'm still, James. Still recovering over here. <laughs> Shan, Shan Raymond James. James. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There you go. There you go. All right, y'all. Be safe. Be well. Peace. Bye.